Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast at home with me, Nick Graves, and today as a guest, I have... I'm gonna stop doing the drum roll eventually. It's probably not funny anymore. See? That's a metal drum roll. That's because I'm cool that way. And your name is... Uh, my name is Matumbo. Um, <laughs> I come from Uganda, uh, which stands for Uganda. Be kidding me that this is a country. I told you uh, we were getting international. I said it. Yeah, uh, Asadi- uh, Hasadiga Ibuai, my friends. Hasadiga Ibu. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm Tony Wilder the second. Um, I'm known as the Black Critic guy on YouTube, and uh, Nick asked me to be on his podcast at home, which I honestly think is an apt name <laughs> since we are doing it literally in your room. So, yeah, perfect name, perfect title, I, yes. I wanted to take the whole, like, Mark Mayer and does in his garage thing and just make it even less impressive, so. See, I wish I knew who you were referring to, like, because I have no idea who this guy is and his garage and stuff, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, I haven't talked to movies, like, in a podcast in a while now, so. Awesome. Uh, it'd be exciting. And, you know, he's a comedian. So I know I'm gonna. I, I brought my laughing, my laughing uh, bucket. So when I laugh and puke at the same time, there you go. It'll be yeah, not 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 in the home, but in the bucket in the exactly home. in the I bucket like in the home in the podcast. In the, I'm excited for this episode because me and you don't know each other super well, but when we do hang out, I feel like I know you well. It's I'm like, like, yeah, instant connection. You know what's That's funny? What it is. Um, uh, when I first, I think I told you about being in Nightcast. I used to be yeah. a part of a radio station. Um, called Nightcast, and there was a guy when I was doing training, his name was Anthony Gassman, and we were doing a practice run for how a um, a radio show would be planned, right? Right. And we had just automatic chemistry. We were sitting there <laughs> going back and forth, and I even came up with the name Anthony Anthony in the evening. I like And when that. he did um, his first show, he was scared to do it by himself, because this is back before the all-night study was actually the all-night study. It was an right. abandoned pizza joint. So it's really? scary in there. Think think Five Nights at Freddy's, but more dark and no cameras. So if you walk out at night by yourself and you get attacked in there, it's... No one Exactly. But so he asked me to come and like that first show, it, not to sound lame or anything, but it was magic. Like it was really cool. We ripped on One Direction and Justin Bieber. It was a good night. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Does he still have his show? No. Well, I mean, it went under after Nightcast. Oh, after Nightcast. Yeah. yeah. And he he got busy. He had work to do, and you know, I I live that hashtag YouTube life, which means I have no life. Yeah. So there's there's that. But yeah, I'm excited to get back on a podcast. It's been a while, so. We have at least 30-something listeners, so we're, we're blowing up. Hey, hey, you might just get some new ones after I tell my, you know, the Black Critic Crew to listen in. I mean, that would that. be awesome. Hey, Black I... Critic Crew, if you're listening right now, thank you for being here. It, it <laughs> means so much to me, Nicholas Graves, that you are listening to my podcast. Uh, uh, bon Jovi, there you go. <laughs> I actually, I watched one of your, I told you this before, but just for the listeners, I saw one of your videos, and it was uh, it was you reviewing the new Fantastic Four reboot, and I, it was 20 I, minutes long. And I was like, I'm about to say. I was like, I'm not going to watch this whole thing. And I sat down, and I couldn't turn it off. It was hilarious. And I still haven't seen the movie. I will watch it eventually. No, no. I, I'm just too curious. No. I'm See, that's, curious. The, that's always the biggest... That's the biggest contradiction and irony I've ever heard. <laughs> like, if a film is so <laughs> shitty... People just have this weird <laughs> urge to go see it. Like, man, it, it can't be that bad. You know, but if a movie is so good, people are like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's and cool. They, <laughs> they never see it. It, it. That's the kind of thing you put in your Netflix list and you're like, I'll get to it. 
But Fantastic Four is something I immediately that, have. It just see. makes me want to say, like, yeah, Bird, Birdman was a piece of shit, guy. <laughs> I mean, it was the worst movie of all time. They're going to be like, really, man? I got to see that. <laughs> They'd be so, so confused. Like, I don't understand. I don't get I it. This I is really like good. It. I'm like, I did it so you could fucking so, watch it. When I saw Birdman in theaters, like, three people walked out halfway through. It was really disheartening. I was like... They're, they just don't appreciate the artistry. Mm-mm. Or even the... Star- I mean, what's wrong with it? It wasn't like it was boring. No. I mean, I get it. You know, the... But I love that. I mean, that could get a bit repetitive. But other than that, the film is like amazing. It's, it's amazing. I now, now we just sound like pretentious film students. <laughs> but hey, but it's, it's amazingly good. 10 out of 10 IGN. The artistry. The artistry. The artistry... Is the camera, the the, the the camera movements, and the filters they use? It's amazing. That lens is haven't the, seen is a four K like this <laughs> in a long time. I feel like we're rambling. I, we can get to the topics if you. This want. show is mainly rambling. I how it works for people who are new. Uh, I have a list of topics, and I just talk. Wait, about I don't see things. anything in your hand. Oh, this, oh, yeah, yeah, I, it's all, you know, it's in my head, you know? If you're watching us right now, oh, no, I'm just And it, I have a list of topics I talked about with the guests, things that I think we could talk about for, like, a while, mm-hmm. judging by, like, who the guest is, and usually those are just jumping points, and we get off into a whole bunch of stuff, and then we do it's a, always fun. We, there's a random topic, uh, <laughs> then we do an advice thing where... I ask for advice that I think is relevant to the kind of people I think would enjoy this podcast. And then we play Would You Rather, and then we do an improv game Ooh, that I'm rather. terrible at. The Would You Rather is probably one Dude, of Dude, improv, favorites. like, I uh, I did drama in high school. Improv was actually my favorite thing to do. Really? Yeah. I did drama in high school and, and I hated it. I hated what? improv so much. Oh my goodness, it's so fun. It's like, it's being creative without any filter. I love that idea. Everyone has to feel like you gotta be so structured and ready. Improv is like, don't be ready, just... What, what's on your mind? Potatoes. Uh, tits McGee. You know, th- tits McGee. Throw something out. That, that's what. That's the beauty of improv. At least what I like. And it, you know, it doesn't even have to land. It could yeah. just be something really off key and stuff. I, I guess because my personality is very off key, <laughs> and I'll just say the most random. I, I once walked up to a guy and just said, "Vanellope is looking for you," and he's like, <laughs> "What?" He's always gonna think that. He's like, "Who's Vanellope?" I did one of those, uh, my friends on Reddit saw a thing where a guy walks up to another guy and says something along the lines of, like, you're never going to forget me, and just walks away. So I I did that in a parking lot once, except the difference was we were in a moving car, I rolled down the window, and I screamed it. You're never going to forget me! (laughs) And it was like, I don't know if the guy even caught that, but he was probably more scared that I was going to, like... You know what would be funny? You're, like, driving one day, and then he pulls up to you, he's like... And you're never going to forget me! <laughs> you don't know how happy that would make me. Like a Fast and Furious 7 style ending. We both just go off in different directions. <laughs> what, is he dead? <laughs> you're just like, oh, I'll never forget you. You were my brother. <laughs> Which, by the way, I only know, like, because I haven't actually seen the movie. Those it's are so a series beautiful. of movies I want to get into. I hear movie. that they're just so fun. Like The sixth one, to me, was my, my favorite. I don't know why... But for some reason, when I saw it, the first it, it was like the premiere night too. I went with my friend. Right. We had the perfect seats, and I was just having a ball. I was like, "This is so much fun!" And then I watched the seventh one. I'm like, hey. a little less fun. A little but... less fun. I mean, it, the thing is, it went so over the top that I was just like, "Man, this is kind of <laughs> even for me. This is kind of pushing it." And I know the sixth one was like they they were Insane. on that track for like what was it eight minutes. 
that long ass track, um, the um, the airstrip, mm-hmm. like the airplane hasn't even took taken off. Like that strip must have been like what three miles long. It was crazy. I saw I saw a thing in the trailer. It was when I saw Interstellar. I saw the trailer for Furious Seven, and it's them driving out of a plane, and then it shows this That's part so cool. where Paul Walker jumps onto like another car and it all this so stuff, fair. and I was like, "That's insane." That's yeah. insane. It, that actually was one of the coolest scenes in the movie. Really? Yeah. It, it kind of looked fake. I mean, it, yeah. he did pass away. Said, yeah. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Yes. Uh, when I see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to say right here at the uh, podcast at home, that song will be nominated for Best Original Song. Now, will it win? Maybe, because the Oscars have had instances where they have taken songs that are like, Tribute songs to somebody, and then they give it to them. Right. So, but I, I'm telling you right now, as big as that song is, just like Frozen, that song will be nominated for best original song. The only thing I think Furious Seven will be nominated for, maybe special effects. But that's it. Yeah. I did like because I said like I saw the end of the movie and the song was playing. I don't like that song, but in that context, I like the song. I was like, that's kind of sweet, man. Did you like, hear the piano version? Just the scene. No. It's beautiful. That sounds amazing. Why, well, um. Not not to make this podcast sad or anything, but my granny recently passed away, and I was like, I really like that "See You Again" song, but I don't want the rap version. Yeah. So I typed in like um, "See You Again" piano, and it was actually that's the original song oh, that he pitched right. to Universal, and then they just added the rap part in for just make it like more poppy. It's like, hey, we need uh, weed smoke in, weed smoke. <laughs> in this song, and then. When, when when they said that, Weed Smoke actually appeared in Out of the Smoke Pop Wiz. He's just like, someone call me. How can we make this song have more swag? What do we do to it? Swag on and swag off. My name is Wiz. Push the start. Push the start. I, I genuinely do, though, think that is like a touching, like... I just saw it and the cars going off in different directions. I was like, that's I was sweet. so... Like, I, I was... My heart broke in the theater because, like... You see it, and it's so beautifully done, and you hear that singing, and it just goes so perfectly, and when he literally was, like, splitting away, I was with my friend, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> what do you oh, my think? God, no, and then it's just like, ah, and it's, like, symbolic, because like, he's, he's, like, he's, like, he's heading up to heaven, and yeah. I, again, oh, my God, that, yeah. that might have not been the best movie of 2015, but that is the, still is the best scene of yeah. 2015, in my opinion. So, And what I like, too, is the sincerity of, like, when you hear Vin Diesel talk about Paul Walker, it's with such affection, like... And what do you think, for the next one, do you think they will kill off that character, or do you think... Well, gonna... no, 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 he's... They retired him, so that means so he's they're like gonna... They're gonna it. make... I mean, it's gonna be hard, because they're gonna make the excuse, like, oh, yeah, he's with, them. Um... <laughs> His sister, yeah. whatever her name, Mia. He's like, oh yeah, Mia and the keys with Mia and the kids. You know, he can't be a part of this journey anymore. Which I can respect because, like, the, out of everybody in the movie or this franchise, right. this is actually Paul Walker's. He's been in the most movies. Yeah, he's been in six. Whereas, uh, and then it's kind of transitioned to Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel now is the helmet because he wasn't in. He wasn't in the third one, and he wasn't in the second one. The third one he makes a cameo, but I don't count it. So right. he was only in the Fast and Furious, or the Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, and Fast Six, Fast Seven. And he's so he the villain five. in the first one, right? Anti-hero. Anti-hero? Let, let's go with because you know the villain is somebody that is just. The, I'm going. It's like think right. Point Break, but with cars. Right. That's what he is. He's like the anti-hero, that. and then the hero kind of like 
Well, he's not that bad of a guy. I mean, he loves to talk about family. But you could tell, like, the fo- the focus is Paul Walker's character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because he it is definitely his franchise. And, right. to, you know, still kind of sad that he passed. And, oh, the fact that he died in a car. That was a real bummer. Like, I mean, it, I didn't even want to say it. I'm like, man, this is just... That's just so ironic. Yeah. And it's painfully ironic. I would see people post, like, stuff, like, as a joke, like, oh, that's what he gets for, like, being, like, reckless. And I was like, how do you have the heart to wow, fucking say that? Wow, you asshole. What are you as a person to it's, that? That's a thing you say. I remember, remember when Roger Ebert got into some shit when uh, Ryan Dunn died? And he's like, that's why you don't let your friends be jackasses. Oh, my God. I and didn't then freaking, uh... Bam is on. He goes on Twitter. He's like, "How dare you fucking say that about my friend?" He just. I've been in this house all day. How dare you? I'm like, yeah, dude. That that's not too cool. soon. No, yeah, I don't even really like. I've never like watched Jackass or anything, but still, like, fuck, they're people. And the these thing, people. And then he he also died in a car crash. Did he really? And he was he was drunk. Shit. God damn it. That kind of stuff. See, now I feel bad now. All right, let's you know, let's get into some, let's, let's get into let's some get upbeat into stuff. Yeah. See, all when of I this, see you again, when I, all of this came without even our first topic. So yeah, and this is gonna be great. I feel like you can tell a show is gonna be good if you can actually just have a conversation without having to be like exactly. That means chemistry is already there. The it's chemistry beautiful. is there. That's you why know. you know, if it was JW, you'd just be like. Yeah. Uh, I actually yeah. am really looking forward to having JW on. It's going to be beautiful. I it can't will, wait to hear it. That one will probably strictly be just him talking about, like, I don't know, Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> and, like, He's going to be like, well, you know, Akira Kurosawa is the defining filmmaker of a generation. <laughs> and uh, the way his camera is framed, like, the way he frames it, all of his shots are just beautiful. It'll just be me going, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. And you're just taking notes. It's like, like Akira that, Kurosawa. That is literally, when I talk, I had a talk with JW. Oh, don't tell me he talked about Seven Samurai. He did. But here's here's the thing, though. I love talking to JW because he's so passionate about all of it. And I was literally putting taking notes (laughs) in my phone. And then I watched a couple of Akira's films and loved them. So I was like, wow, he's awesome. You know, Jay. Jay, uh, I I make fun of him all the time, but Jay was my first like college friend and he he like whenever we're around he's always he always introduces me he's like yeah he was my first friend i made in college and he introduced me to all these cool people i'm like wow did, did i really mean that much to you shit why do we hang out more then <laughs> he's an awesome guy oh no that like i said when he took over film club i actually wanted to go back because right. for years film club was just such a hostile environment that i felt like nothing could really grow from there and there wasn't a lot of people when I went back to film club last year, JW and saw, Patrick. yeah, and I saw the room was so full. Me and JW were like looking at each other, like, "Wow, I've never seen the room this full before." And we've been like, we went to film club since freshman year. Yeah. So to see it that full was just astounding to us. I'm actually really wanting to take over his spot when he graduates. I mean, it's hard, it man. It's, it's hard. I, I know, but I would love it. I would love to try. And then if it fails, I just, just... don't want to go back to the old way. Right. Which is like, every, it was just like, everyone had an opinion and everyone shot down other people's opinions. Like, very pretentious heat yeah. in that room. And I'm like, well, I would have raised my hand, but no. This is a more comforting, like, everyone, however you feel is however you feel. I told everyone in that club once, and this got a bad reaction, but I was comfortable enough to say it. Patrick was talking about Interstellar. Oh, no. I was saying I love Interstellar, too, because Patrick does as well. 
And then I said, um, yeah, and honestly, I just want to throw this out there. I think Dark Knight Rises is the best in the trilogy. Everyone, <laughs> listen, everyone, just an uproar. One guy left the room. I think it was by coincidence, but Patrick just goes, I, he left because of you. Every, <laughs> everyone just an uproar, like shaking their heads, just like, no, no, this guy is crazy. I, I mean. But I was comfortable enough to say it, and I stayed. You and me are going to have to talk about why you feel like that's the best. I mean, out of Dark Knight, really? We, we talked about on the last episode with uh, my last guest, Artie Galina. No, no, uh, Artie Galina. He was my last guest. Uh, the episode came out Wednesday. And we talked, that was a three hour one. And we talked, <laughs> at some point, we talked about Dark Knight Rises. And I, I'm not going to go on my spiel about it. I love all of the movies, but we Dark will, Knight Rises we will definitely me. talk about it later on in the podcast yes. or yes. something. But anyway, we, we've been talking for what? 18, 16 minutes straight about just random shit. Let's get to the topic. <laughs> all right, let's get to it. The first one is, and I changed this topic because I know you got something to say about it. Oh, man, here we go. The writer, director, M. Night Shyamalan. <sighs> now, I will say, my the most experience I've had with M. Night Shyamalan has been some of Sixth Sense. Haven't watched all of it. Saw but you know the it. twist. I know, course. like, the twist. Unbreakable, which is one of my favorite movies ever. I think that's just a defense. I think that's how more superhero movies should be done because it's not a superhero movie. Yeah. There's a way to explore people having powers in a superhero world without it being this traditional, boring, you know... Mm-hmm. That's amazing, and then I watched Last Airbender, which made me <laughs> sad inside. Well, you sh- you skipped a lot, a majority of the other bad ones. I I didn't even bother at this point because I would hear so. I okay, I watched Last Airbender, and I was like, I've heard people say so much negative shit about him the past few years, and this is like, I've heard that that's the worst one. So I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm even gonna bother. I was never really interested in what is it signs. Uh, I saw it as a kid. It, actually, it scared me as a kid because yeah. I, I have a thing about aliens and horror movies. Right. So it was like, yeah, I'm not watching that movie. It's too scary. How did you feel at uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? <laughs> With the okay, Which you might you might hate me for this. I thought it was actually a decent movie. I think it's a good movie. I, I like the fridge thing. I I mean the fridge thing is ridiculous, but come on. It do you remember? Do you remember Temple of Doom? They fell off of a fucking mountain on a raft. And Temple of Doom is my favorite one. I'm like, come on. It's not like Indy has not done some outrageous shit before. He is beating the entire Nazi regime. But for some reason, when people see aliens, they're like, He finds the fucking Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> and people are and like, then everyone's like, oh my god, he survived a explosion? Nope. Too far. <laughs> too, you, you crossed the line. You, you flew too close to the sun. And as I was, like, when I watched Temple or the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull... The way it's structured is structured like the traditional Indiana Jones exactly. films. 100%. Every every beat is exactly like it. Even at the end where you find out that the treasure that they're seeking has a different meaning to it. Right. Every movie, That's he does that. He's just like, well, maybe the Ark is... And then at the end of it, it's like, well, what if the gold they were talking about wasn't like physical gold? It right. was knowledge. And I'm like... That's how all the other films ended, too. They just took that extra step and was like, let's put aliens in it, which I like. I mean, come on, but it's Spielberg, though. Like, did no one really see that coming? Spielberg has a fascination with aliens. Also, the movie takes place in, what, the 50s? Yeah. When our interest in... In aliens was, like, at its peak. Exactly. It it goes to show you, like, how much work really went into that story. Yes. I I think it's just because it's so outrageous that it didn't feel like an Indiana Jones film. Yeah. Which, and I will give them credit that 
I wish they did go back to the practical effects. I do too. But it's at the very same time, noticeable. he's old. Like, yeah. dude, Harrison Ford is noticeably old. He can't do the stunts he did as a young man. Yeah, but I will say, I enjoy him kicking ass. There's a scene where he's in the warehouse and he's like swinging. He lands on the truck. <laughs> I love that so much. Ah, oh, missed it by that much. I love that so much. But the only my only issue with that movie is literally just Shia LaBeouf swinging with the monkeys. I fucking hate that more than anything. Oh come on, that was that was funny though. That I was really hilarious. hated it. I was I, I remember even being a kid thinking this is a little. This is. I think honestly, the scene that made me laugh the hardest was actually the whole fifties tone there in the diner, oh, and then yeah, they yeah. get into the there's the there's the the varsity kid, yeah. and then there's the greaser. The greaser. <laughs> get that greaser! <laughs> and they just have like a big brawl. I'm like, dude, this. This in itself could have been the movie. <laughs> That's all right. We we got a little oh, off. We got night. damn it. Why See we jumping points. These we, are jump. Just we do this points. all the time. Okay, <laughs> you were saying though, last Airbender and all that stuff. Yeah. So. so what? Tell me about your latest experience with M Night Shyamalan. What's been going on? So um, uh, recently I made a video on my channel called uh, "Why I Won't Watch the Visit," which is M Night Shyamalan's new movie, right. which came out this Friday, mm-hmm. and. You know, I actually re- I reacted to the trailer when it first premiered, and nobody, no one gave me shit for it. Everyone was like, yeah, I agree. This movie looks really terrible. <laughs> yeah, Tony, hate on this movie. I'm like, yeah, of course I will. And so, um, this whole week, the movie has been getting a lot of buzz in the, in the positive way, not in the shitty way that we're used to, and... You know, I, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, but I still don't want to watch it. He's just betrayed my trust so much that I can't force myself to watch his movies anymore. Right. So I said, okay, this is the time to do my why I won't watch. I mean, I've been planning to do it anyway. I'm going to do it any, or I will do it now. And I thought I would get kind of like a similar reaction. <laughs> I was thoroughly surprised at how many negative comments I got. I got people saying that I was being shallow or condescending and how dare you say that about him. You know, why not give it a chance, Tony? How could you be like that and all blah, 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 blah. And I had like 52 dislikes. Wow. And two, but it's balanced out. 52 dislikes, but 280 likes and stuff. You know, it's balanced. Right. But at the same time, for, for M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Since when are people so on board? I don't... I don't even get... It was so surprising to me. People were, like, challenging my credibility as a reviewer. And I'm like, guys, this is not a review. This is an opinion piece. Yeah. This is just me saying I don't want to see the film. This I'm not basing this on facts. They know your channel. They know you do. Yeah. For you. And it, it, just to see this backlash for, for M9. Quit YouTube forever. Actually, I got that comment, too. Did you really? It's just like, why are you even a critic... You you don't even think critically. You should stop being on YouTube. Holy like, shit! For M Night, I'm getting this for M Night. Those are all M Night shows. See, I understood <laughs> when I got attacked when I gave Interstellar a four out of five because everyone's like, "Why didn't you give it a five out of five? I'm like, "Well, because I had problems with it." Yeah. It's like, no, you just didn't get. It. I'm like, yeah, I didn't get it. I'm really stupid. <laughs> I didn't get the whole like. The fifth dimensional beings are actually us in the future, and like it, the whole time that it was mapping. not completely hard to get. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they act like I'm like some bumpkin from the south sitting at home. It's like you see them pretty lights up there, <laughs> them stars. That's a spaceship. That's, <laughs> that's a spaceship, honey. You coming to get you and me? Going to probe us, nice. So I was, I understood that backlash. Nolanites, no offense, they're really, really protective about Christopher Nolan. I sometimes I did a video with two of them, 
Because I'm a big, I'm a Tarantino fan. Love Tarantino. And they can't stand him. I'm like, you can't stand him for his style, yet you seem to be ignoring Christopher Nolan's constant style of, you know, like, self-importance and everything is so grand and big. And this is not, like, coming from a place of hate. I don't hate Christopher Nolan, but I'm I'm objective enough to notice, you know... His flaws and his style and motifs, Which similar you have to, to be. yeah, and similar to Tarantino, like they were, they were like chastising me and all that stuff. But I never heard them say anything bad about Christopher Nolan, or at least bring up a other side argument. I brought up like, yeah, I know his uh, Quentin Tarantino style can get a bit over the top, and it is you know jarring for someone who isn't a fan of his. And yeah. I understand he could you know be a bit abrasive and talk too much. He's a very talkative guy. Yeah. So I was. Able to admit there are faults with his films, but I still love them. And but I think they weren't able to be like, "Hey, Nolan may have some flaws." And that's just that's that's a Nolan night. No, no offense again. <laughs> that's just a Nolan night. They 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 fail. They they disregard every single flaw the man has, and just like, nah, greatest of all time, goat. Because with my, like, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, but even no in way, that, really. <laughs> even in that, I can oh. say that like, I think he has a big problem with ending films. I think that the third acts of the movie always start off really strong, leading to this powerful ending, and then they always feel a little rushed. Like, he, he's like, shit, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, I feel like he has the idea of what he wants, but then he just kind of... Like, my biggest issue with Dark Knight Rises is that... Or one, of my, one of my biggest issues. The ending comes a little too quick, and then the whole... He didn't need to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Why? I'll tell you a story. So, premiere night. Right. Uh, 2012... Sitting in the theater at 12 in the morning, waiting waiting in line to see it, too. Mm-hmm. We get in, I'm sitting, I'm watching the movie, I enjoyed... The first half, actually, I didn't like at all. Really? But I, I ignored it, because I'm like, well, you know, it's Christopher Nolan, give him a break and stuff. The second act, like, the minute that Batman's back got sprained, because it didn't get broken. Yeah. It got it's sprained. sprained. <laughs> that's when the movie changed, like, tone-wise and intrigue-wise. And now yeah. I'm like... This is the movie I came to see. Yes, yeah. this is great. Yeah. That whole, like... You uh, wanted to see someone truly destroy him and him have to rebuild himself. Yeah, but one thing I kind of have a problem with Bane, too, is Bane's actually an intellectual character, too. Which I love. Um, in The Dark Knight Rises, he's not like he's stupid, like, you know, in that one we will never talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Savage! <laughs> Give snap to Slim Jim. man. Exactly. Man. He's not like that. He's 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 smart in the sense that he knows how to formulate a plan. But I didn't. I felt like they didn't really capture his his intelligence, his intrigue. I mean, he's self taught in everything. It's amazing right. at what he could do in the film. He's just like he's just like in in Gotham and doing like yes. I shall come and get you. Don't worry about this, Batman. I have you now. But you know what I love about it? My brother and I would always say this. Another big Nolan head. He is like... He's written like a Shakespeare character in the way he delivers lines and dialogue. And I love that. Taking a supervillain and making... Because you're right. In the comics, there's a whole other level of intellectualism. Yes. That who knows if we'll ever see that. Nightfall? Ooh, it's amazing. Oh my god. I read the first chunk of it, the first volume, 
and I was blown away by his character. Like, oh my god, his backstory is just so interesting. How it's insane! It's almost like rags to riches, the villain story. Yeah, he creates for people who haven't read Nightfall. Bane was raised in a prison. Yeah, his mom, uh, what her husband had committed crimes. Yeah, and then I think she, yeah, because he was born in like that's one thing I loved about Dark Knight Rises. He was born in a prison. Well, so, so no, no, he no, he in, a, in a pit. He was. <laughs> Well, I don't know whether he was born in it because, like, the do- the girl oh, was born that was in the it. Fake out, yeah. yeah, and that fake out. I swear to God, I called it. Did you two really? weeks before the movie came really? out? Really? Yeah, but to be fair though, uh, you watch Grace Randolph beyond the trailer. No, she kind of ruined it for me. But I already had a, a sneaking suspicion Talia was going to be in the movie. When they casted Marion Cotillard, I'm like, they're not just going to give her some random-ass role She's just as... a cop. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to do that. Just like everyone knew that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Robin, no matter right. how much they wanted to say, no, he's just Blake. You know, Which, whatever his... What was I, his name? Uh, John Blake or something? I don't something know. Something like that. But his real... His birth name was Robin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was getting to that shit. We... Oh, I don't... I thought, no, that sorry. Was that? that was me. That <laughs> was my soul. Sorry. But, um, what's it called? I was telling you a story. Shit, we got sidetracked okay, again. You're anyway, so night. so when when watching the second act, it was just so amazing and great. Right. And then the ending, like the near the ending, I love the fight. The fight with oh, Bane, and yeah. you know he's finally just like, "Where's the trigger?" Oh, <laughs> you're all good. <laughs> Where's the trigger? You don't give it any answers and like that and stuff. And the, the the twist, even though I saw it coming, the face was priceless. By the way, he's just like. Uh, uh, you shot me <laughs> or you, you stabbed me how dare you and then oh my god when when uh um, talia dies it's so like so acting yeah it's like that <laughs> see there are just two x's on her eyes <laughs> it's just <"Bleh." laughs> and then so he's bringing the bomb away and everything and i was like okay he's not gonna survive this but he is gonna survive it let's be yeah. honest i'm not gonna kill him and then they have that whole scene where he where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is getting his stuff, just like uh, John Blake, whatever he says, his name is like, oh, actually, I like your real name, Robin. Oh. I'm not kidding. I got up and I walked out. I I got up. I said fuck you, and I walked out the door. <laughs> Did you really? Seconds before the movie, I came back in just to see how it ended. Right. But I, I got up. I walked out the door saying fuck you to the movie. I just and just like how dare you? Because because. Christopher Nolan was saying for years how he never liked Rob and he wasn't going to put him in his movie. And I'm like, God, this is such a hand-fisted way of throwing in Robin. Like, that was strictly like a fan service thing. No, He's he did like, that. I think he did that because the studio asked him to do it. He's just like, uh, yeah, you got to put in Robin. I mean, he he doesn't have to be called Robin, but he's got to be Robin. He's going there. I'm like, And the thing that bugged me about it, too, is even if you look at his character... He's supposed to represent Robin. He doesn't. He's not the traditional Robin. He's not Batman's sidekick. He's yeah. But why own... couldn't he just be Nightwing then? Nightwing's yeah. not a traditional Robin. That's and what then I'm... and then in that case, just say like, oh, uh, your birth name Richard. That would have been a funny, that cool thing. Nice little reference, Dick. Yeah. I mean, come on, that would be cool. something like that. You could even call him Jason. Yeah. That's it. Just that little thing would get fanboys oh, to be like, "That's great!" Insane if his if, name is Jason. By saying his name is Robin, is just like, "Wow, cool. so hand-fisted in there." Robin, I didn't like that. Fucking shit, Jason, Tim, Blake, um, freaking what, Richard, all of them. The names of the original Robins would have been fine. 
Oh, I will say this. One thing I find really interesting about how um, Christopher Nolan ends all of his movies. Right. He ends them with the title of the movie. And I read this really interesting article saying that the reason that he ends his title or he ends his movie with the title is because at the end of the movie is when the actual thing happened or like when the actual movie is like get it gets his title. Like at the end of Batman Begins oh, when he's flying wow. down, that's when Batman begins. Dark Knight. In Dark Knight, that's when he becomes the Dark Knight. And at the end where it's like the the uh, platform is rising. Oh, holy the shit. The Dark Knight right and I was like, wow, that actually is really clever. What about for what about for like Interstellar? I mean I I didn't really see Interstellar that much. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I don't really remember much. Of, I don't even remember if it ended with the tri- like with the name. At the I, end. I I feel like. But like for for Inception, it ends with the spinning. So you know, planting the idea that he might that be is back. So cool. Interstellar. Or in, in, I love in, that. It was such like that was a great article I read. I was like, I never even thought about that. Why did he always end his tra- his his movies with the title at the end? That's why. And I'm like, wow, it's perfect. What do you? What would you think about? Because now the mantle has passed. He is no longer a director of Batman. What about an M. Night Shyamalan directed Batman franchise? Not even a movie, a franchise. Just imagine. He gets a just, deal just, for three just, pictures. Just imagine. He's, Batman's sitting on a roof talking to a criminal. He's like, my parents were killed. It really hurt me so much in my life. Then he takes off the mask and it's M. Night Shyamalan. That's the twist. <laughs> what a twist. I just It'd be so boring. Characters will speak in expositional dialogue every single moment. Not a lot of action. And if the action happens, it's just going to be so slow-paced. It's not thrilling at all if he actually directed Batman. Batman would spend most of the movie driving in his car, <laughs> contemplating about what happened with his life. Now, in- The Joker won't even laugh. He's just going to be like, oh, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, ooh, now, whoa, what, what is this? <laughs> to you... In, uh, uh, what's his new movie? The Visit? The Visit. That is not a movie I've heard much about because I'm just not, like, I don't really care about M. Night Shyamalan too much. That's I why I don't principles. understand how I got all this hate. Now, what was your opinion of it? Like, what was... I said, like, when I saw the trailer, I was so confused because... Wait, just... is this the one with the grandma's house? Yeah! Oh, God, no. This is not the movie people are defending. They are defending it. I saw a commercial... <laughs> I saw a commercial, and the girl, she's she's at the oven, and the grandma's like, I just Would you please you get into the oven? I just need you to clean. And I was like, you should have saw the trailer for it. She turns around, like, because she takes something out of the oven, and she's like, would you mind getting into the oven? I'm like, Wink. This can't be a real movie. I was surprised, like, because it's supposed to be a horror comedy, yet it feels, like, the trailer, at least, was it felt like it was trying to be, like, traditional horror. Right. And, like, having these really intense, scary scenes. Now, if they were playing off of it, maybe it would have worked. It's just that the, they just came off as ridiculous, not hilarious. Yeah. And, you know, that scene where the grandma, like, in the trailer, the grandma's laughing, and then she turns around, she's like... <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is fun. And then, oh my god, found footage all over uh, again. The girl apparently is like an aspiring filmmaker. Uh, and the boy, ready. the boy wants to be a rapper. Oh god. And I'm like, man, this is such a Wonder Bread movie. So I many can, white people in here. I can't believe that that's the movie. Now I feel even worse about all the backlash. You're you telling me, dude. You're telling me. I mean, I understand it's getting favorable reviews and people are liking it. But this is not the time to be like, yeah, he's back. Just because yeah. you made one good movie after nine to ten years of shit, that yeah. doesn't mean you're back. What do you I mean, think his worst one is? <laughs> Actually, because of that movie that I will not speak of, 
I, I made a vow in my review for the movie back in 2012, actually. I made a vow I would never watch another M. Night Shyamalan film in the theaters ever again. Really? The only films I'll ever acknowledge him for were his past three good ones. Right. And I didn't even like The Sixth Sense or Signs. I love Unbreakable. Unbreakable is amazing. But the other two, I give them props for being inventive and yeah. a new approach to the horror or even, like, twist genre. Right. I mean, no. still, the best twist is Unbreakable. I mean, shit. That twist... Spoiler if you alert. never saw that movie, I, I won't spoil it here, but I got it ruined for me because I was watching TNT one night and that movie was on. And I, I came right in the middle where, you know, Bruce Willis finally accepts the fact that he's a hero yeah. and stuff. And then he shook the hand and I'm like, oh my goodness. Now, if, that, if I saw that from the beginning, holy shit, I would have been so blown away. Because it's not only Bruce Willis's story, his origin story as a hero... It's the origin story of Samuel Jackson's character and how he finally has an identity. He yeah. found himself through Bruce Willis, and, and I'm like, that's oh. how you add complexity to a villain. Yeah, it was am- see, and you going back to that, it's amazing. That's, a- that's great storytelling, M. Night. Now, the last Airbender was a. <laughs> we don't speak that. We don't speak of that. I when that trailer came out, I was it was a long time ago. I, I was trailer- so stoked. I me too. Like I saw- you see, you see the the freaking. Uh, the Fire Nation ships and the yeah. music. Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm not even kidding. We were sitting in theaters. We, I went with a bunch of my friends to see Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Oh my god, that was... Which is such a good movie. Really? <laughs> and oh, I, you're being facetious. I, yeah, I... I, I have to... No, 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 we, like we, don't, we don't speak Kretonian, yo. <laughs> and I, um... That's so called an ass whooping. We're sitting down... And don't even get me started on the little cutesy fucking robot stuff he throws in for like kids i the like a robot will take out like a thing and it's him peeing i'm like we get it you get it or you start uh, you call me wheelie uh, yeah 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 oh, god i i'd never even ramp grandpa transformer and the first one to me is watchable i don't particularly like it oh but it's so cool though it. it's I could sit down and watch it. The effects are cool. Now, the second one to me, it's just the fucking... How boring and stupid the story is that's, like, unforgivable. The the Fallen is, like... I was so surprised. I didn't even know there was actually a character called the Fallen. I thought the the Revenge of the Fallen would meant, would meant it meant that Megatron would be revived. Right. You know, because he is the he's Fallen. The fallen yeah. So, he's like, I'm back. Yeah. And then... Oh, my God. Why put him as a second... Th- that is stupid. Like, the second and the third one... Why is he a secondary villain? It's is he always... secondary in the third one? Yeah! He's under, like, Sentinel Prime, and uh, Sentinel Prime's like, I'm in control. The needs of the few, or many outweigh the needs of the few. I'm like, God damn you for bringing in Star Trek and making Leonard Nimoy have to say that again. How dare you? You know what they were like? They were like, you know what this needs is more robots. More robots. <laughs> more More explosions. Like, and Doesn't I... matter who they are, don't... We don't need fine. to see their face. <laughs> I... So we're... So we're watching that... And the trailer comes on, Avatar Last Airbender, you see him training and stuff, I'm like, this is going to be awesome, this is going to be awesome. The trailer ends, and my friends literally are just like, that looks fucking dumb. And I, afterwards, I was like, guys, you don't understand, you it'll don't be understand. cool, I think M. Night will have like a cool This is his it. comeback, finally. Oh my god. I didn't watch it in theaters, I heard a lot of oh shit. My. I watched it on Netflix this, just a year ago. A this, year ago. The scene where they're in, they're in an internment camp Ugh. for the Earthbenders uh. on... On Earth! Uh, and, like, he's like, guys, you gotta fight! Come on, dude, something! I'm like, he got some fucking point. And 
what I what I found so weird, and this this affects it story wise, is that the Fire Nation needs fire in order to use fire. The reason that the Fire Nation were so powerful in the la- or in Avatar: The Last Airbender is because they were the only element besides air where they could conjure up their power. Yeah. Waterbenders need to be near water. Earthbenders need to be near earth. That's why they were able to do what they did, and that's why they wiped out the well, air this, nomads. You'll see them with, like, a fucking campfire. Yeah, and I'm just like, you need fire? Like, the what, action what? is so slow. Remember that scene where uh, where General Iru, not Iroh, General Iru is like, <laughs> and then everyone's like, he's making fire out of nothing. I'm like, this is surprising. That's supposed to be what you guys can uh. do. That and the thing is that that show is, is made to be a movie franchise. It, yeah, it's the, asking for it. it. The transition to it would be so. You know what, who I think should take a stab at it? Chris Columbus. He directed the first two Harry Potter movies, and I he hasn't really handled a franchise since then. But we can we see that he knows how to birth franchises. I. I sort of agree with you. The only issue I have is that the first two Harry Potter films, in my opinion, are still the weakest. Directing-wise. I... And story-wise, and actually everything-wise. My... I, okay, the third one's my favorite. Yeah, but Pretty that was because of Alfonso. Alfred, Alfonso, yeah. yeah. Now, the Mr. second... Mr. Gravity guy. The second one... Oh, don't get me started on Gravity. I oh, you hate it? Gravity. I hate how much people love it. <laughs> You, 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 okay, you may not love the movie, but you might like my, my, uh, the opening for my review, which is just me staring the, into the camera, like, shaking like this, and it just cuts to black for the camera. Now, the movie does give me a lot of anxiety, which I think it's supposed to do. We put you into her position, you know, effects-wise. It's, I'm not gonna get into gravity. I have problems with that movie, but whatever. So... Back to M. Night. Back to... M. Night, I think... Do you think he'll ever have a resurgence as, like... I think... See, I don't want to see. I don't want to see the visit, but I do think this might be a start to something new because a lot of people agree, and I agree too. He works best with a low budgeted film. Right. I mean, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, right. Signs. What do they all have in common? They're really low budget, really right. cheap to make, and they all deal with the suspense factor. Right. You know what you don't see and what could be there. You know, yeah. all of his like his big budgeted films like. Sort of the village, Lady in the Water, God, the Happening, which not for a movie called The Happening, nothing happens. That, <laughs> that title is so ironic. That's the one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, okay. Marky Mark was what? No. <laughs> and I the the only thing the only good thing to come from that movie is its poster. It's like we sensed it. We've read the signs. Now it's happening. I'm like, oh, way to harken back to that's all of your old cool. movie. I'm like, that's good. Too bad the movie just doesn't live up to just that. <laughs> Seriously, the plants are attacking. I will say... An invi- I... The idea of a vis- an, an invisible enemy is a great concept. Yeah. But the plants... <laughs> what? It was the plants. It was the plants, the... man. Sorlin Green is plants! <laughs> I will say I love a good comeback and it would be cool to see him. Like, if he came out with a film and people were just like... I want oh, I want to be surprised by him again. Yeah. But the, here's the thing. Here's the reason why I'm more hesitant. After making The Last Airbender, a lot of people forget this, M. Night made another movie that year called Devil. I heard that was actually pretty good. I liked Devil. And but the thing is, he didn't write or direct it. He wrote the story and he produced it. So that's but different. still, he had control creatively right. over the project. Right. And I'm sure he wanted to direct it. He just he might have been because he, he released it the same year he did 
uh, Last Airbender. So he might have been busy doing Last Airbender and just was watching over the development of Devil, that small little budget film. Right. But I was like, this is the this is the type of shit I remember M Night doing. Right. Just intense, like cramped, claustrophobic focuses on unknown actors. You know, doing all that stuff. Yes, it's. It has its fair share of cliches, but I mean, it still is a really engaging movie yeah. overall. So I liked Devil, but after Devil, he made After Earth. I never so saw it. I'm, I, I never saw it either, because I remember, I made a deal that I would never see another <laughs> M. Night film. But he made After Earth, right. and I was like, nope, not seeing it. I don't care if you, you can entice me all you want with Will Smith. I don't think so. Sorry, Will Smith, I'll be taking and my guess money what? elsewhere. Exactly. And guess what? The film... Bombed. Bombed like terribly. Bombed. Which that really hurt me just as a Will Smith fan. Well, he was fucking up anyway. Like after seeing MI3, I was like, wow, this is so MIB3. I'm like, this is so phoned in. Will, what is this? I don't What are you doing? And then You're rusty. He had that one with Margot Robbie that didn't do great. Oh, I Focus? Think, I didn't know. even see Focus. I didn't either. I had no desire to. The man is try he's trying his best. I don't hate Will Smith. He has gone a bit cocky lately, you know, up his own ass. Yeah. And you know, I remember him being the likable dude. Don't don't be hated. Like he's starting to become a bit resentful. He's having a backlash. Yeah. Um, but you know his new movie Concussion looks really good. He's oh, the fu- NFL. That that's Will Smith. I remember, like yeah. high caliber actor Will Smith. Yeah, you know, and then he's doing Suicide Squad. You know, being a team player that's awesome. Right. I like seeing him be a team player. Um, and it's just interesting to see where he'll go next. Like I think he's gonna be in Bad Boys three and four. Really, that's great. I love the Bad Boys franchise. Say what you want about Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. But Bad Boys, come on. That's the franchise that I think is his best. I did see a... Uh, we were watching a series. Um, what is it? Every Frame of Painting? And they talked about... Uh, Every Frame of Painting? Yeah. It's a series on YouTube where this guy just talks about movies and like techniques and stuff. It's really good. And he was talking about Michael Bay. And he was like, one thing you can't deny is that the guy does big action sequences. Well. well. Yeah. Very well. But the thing is, he he does that... But at the at the cost of his characters and his story. And story yeah. yeah. You know, the visuals will take you only about one-fourth of the way. The thing that needs to take you all the way through is the story, the story. And half of the way through is the characters. Right. So if you don't have those two, which in my opinion... Like, a lot of people ask me, how do I structure my reviews? I base it on two main things. How is your story and how are your characters? Everything else is very superficial, you know? Right. It will help to enhance the experience, right. but it's not always necessary. Right. You can have limited animation, but if your story's really good, right. it doesn't matter how limited it is. The story is engaging in itself. Now, what do you think about that in terms of uh, quality of, like, the... Like, when it comes to video quality? Because I've heard some people say, like, for example... Uh, the Duplass brothers, their first efforts, super low budget, quality is not. Weren't they great. the same guys that made um, um, safety not guaranteed? Mark Duplass is in it. I think they produced it. I don't know if they directed no, it. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. They he starred in it. That guy yeah. was the same guy that like Ket, Traven, whatever. He's the yeah. guy that directed Jurassic World. Yeah, and, and now, now he has the third highest grossing film of all time, which is. I, I have it's okay. It's, it's okay. too easy for movies to make money. Okay, okay, never mind. Because ticket, it's not the amount of uh, the amount of tickets and the amount that <laughs> he's they make, so angry, guys. The amount of money that they make and the 
how many tickets it's not the same as like a cultural pool you know like for example i think if you're going by tickets the amount of tickets sold it's what gone with the wind mm-hmm. so that's saying like okay when that movie came out everyone went to see it jurassic world being number three is not saying everyone went to see it it's saying that movie tickets cost too much and was it inflation in 3D? is just so yeah 3d imax 3d there you go like inflation is crazy. It's I insane. I agree because the highest the highest grossing movie of all time is Gone with the Wind. It just came out at the right moment at the golden age of Hollywood during the depression. Yeah. Everybody went Relevant. to see it to escape the depression. Yeah. Here, you know, Jurassic World. Not everybody saw it. Just most people saw it in 3D or in IMAX and exactly. all that bullshit. But, but yeah, well, let's not get into that. But you were saying earlier about quality. Something. Oh, like the okay, so. The Duplass brothers, their first efforts are super low in quality, but the stories are there. And I've talked to someone who said, like, I can't watch their movies because the quality is just not good. But I, for me, it like, what do you think about that? For me, well, I can be absorbed in the story as long as it's good. And as long as there's some depth to the characters. If the quality is not great, I can still probably watch it. I'm definitely on your side of that. Um, it would de- Like, if... If the quality is so low that it is distracting, then 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 that's a problem. Right. But if the quality is just low because due to budget restraints, you know, stuff like that, and you couldn't do it all, if your story and characters are good and convincing, it doesn't right. matter. Right. One of my favorite animes, like, um, one of my favorite um, underrated animes is an anime called Here and There, or Now and Then, Here and There. Mm-hmm. The animation is very limited, but the thing is, it works... In the anime's credit, because it's very subtle and deals with a lot of dark undertones. You don't need, like, the spectacular animation to emphasize a point. Like, there's a scene, very limited frame of animation, but it captures everything. This girl, like a very, very young girl, is being led by this um, very, very young soldier kid to this room where this guy is going to have his way with her. And, you know, the guy, his face doesn't move. He's just, like, really disheveled looking and just scary. And she just, she flinches a little bit, gets grabbed and thrown in, and is silent. I'm like, shit, that hit me. And that was limited animation. You know, the the scene spoke for itself without having spectacular animation. And sometimes that's what you have to let it do. Yeah. I mean, uh, some graphic novels, shit, they don't, they're not animated, yet you're captured by the story. And the characters involved, you know, it's almost like you're almost there. Yeah. So, that's how I feel. As long as the characters and story is good and the low quality of the, of the thing is not distracting, right. there shouldn't be a problem then. Okay. But I, again, I haven't seen a lot of Duplass Brother movies. I, I think see. My there was one with uh, Jason Siegel and Ed Helms. Yeah. I, I wanted to see that. Jeff was at home. Was it good? It is good. I, I didn't like that. it the first time I watched it. When I watched it again, I was like, I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know what the difference was, but something about it the second time. You just time, realize, I'm black. I That's just, why I like it. I was like, wait a second. The whole thing is actually like about the black experience. You know, You know something else? We got sidetracked again. Right. That's <laughs> but what the show's anyway, all about. Just, just wanted to just say, finishing up M. Night so we can move on to another topic. Yeah. Um... I was just so surprised by the backlash I got. I thought everybody would like be like, "Okay, I hear what you're saying, and I'm I'm interested to see it." But I hear you out, and yes, he has betrayed our trust before. Everyone's like, "How dare you? I can't believe you said that." And I I found it so ironic. Everyone was challenging my credibility, yet they didn't even think about like M Night's credibility. The guy yeah. has not had a hit since at least 2003 with Signs. Yeah. That's 12 years ago for a hit. And all of a sudden he makes this one decent movie and everyone's like, oh, we're 
You're welcome back to the circle, gentlemen. You're so great. You're, you're welcome with open arms. I'm like, no, you have to earn it. Yeah. You start from the bottom, and now you're here. You know, <laughs> you start from the bottom, and now you're here. But I, he needs to work his trust back up for me. I, I can't just be like, oh, you made a good movie. Welcome back. I'm, yeah. No, no. You need to see the continuously you need to see it's consistency. like if you had a friend who at first was very honest with you straightforward with you but over the years just would continuously lie 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 you wouldn't trust that person as much you wouldn't you know open up to them and visit them as much but then one day out of the blue he comes to you and he he's really like straightforward with you like hey i'm in trouble a little bit i just need someone to talk to you you'll hear him out you're like okay i see yeah but you're not gonna just accept them back into your life you're gonna have to make them earn that trust yeah. again that's how i feel with them night he made this film it's been getting decent reviews that's great yeah but it's not enough to convince me that he's back and that he's you know he's changed he's a, he's evolved as a director i don't think he's evolved as a director and the fact that he is still not apologizing for The Last Airbender and wants to do Last Airbender 2. Yeah. It's going to make it even harder to and forgive I, him. He's going to unsubscribe from this podcast. So that's okay. <laughs> he's going to call you. He's like, hey, I don't like you defaming my name. Oh, I'm going to sue you. Wait, is this M. Night? That's M. Night. You know, I, I make great films. I'm very passionate. You just don't understand my artistry. Look at me. I'm great. If he said, look at me, I'm great, I would think he was about to kill me. Even look, through the look phone. Look at me. I'm great. <laughs> what a twist. No, no. He, he twists the blade. He's like, what a twist. <laughs> All okay, right. what's we're, the next topic? We're going to get into another topic. I, yeah, sorry, we, we went on a tangent there. We, we just love hey, talking. Hey, that's what this podcast is about. We just call it the Tangent Podcast. The Tangent Podcast. Featuring Patrick Garcia. So this one this one's music related. Mm-hmm. I want to get your opinion on CDs, vinyl, and cassettes. Now, some people say, hear me out. Some people say, like, when it comes to cassettes and vinyl, getting, like, if you go out and... Okay, let's say a new album comes out by, like, The Strokes, and it's on vinyl, the cassette, strokes? CD. Yeah. You don't like The Strokes? <laughs> you hipster. <laughs> <laughs> See? And this is what I'm going to get into. The Vinyl and cassette is looked at kind of like, oh, you're just a hipster. hipster. Now, I give, I love vinyl. Delish chemo, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the name of the episode. It's not, it's not like I'm going to... Not like I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna get the strokes on the wax or anything, but you say it in the most gangster way. Oh, wax! Put that shit Yo, on wax. Put that shit on wax. <laughs> but I, I will say, like, I, I prefer buying vinyl if I can because a lot of times now it comes with a code, so you can download it to MP3. Mm-hmm. So that's like getting an MP3 and vinyl. And I just like the because some people argue like the sound. My brother. I was about to say I was gonna ask about like because I had a friend who was like my roommate was a DJ and he told me vinyls. Have better sound quality. Is that true? I used to think so, and it made sense to me because it goes into like the compression. Literally, because it's bigger. From what I had heard, you get more sound. Now, I thought that was true, and I would play records, and I was like, "Yeah, I feel like the sound is different." My I think my so. brother went 
to task to prove me wrong. And I didn't even care. I was like, Demetrius, regardless, I'm going to listen to vinyl. I'm going to listen to vinyl. But he, he looked it up. He found, like, these studies and stuff. He's like, and basically it ended with him being like, so therefore, a CD and vinyl is the <laughs> In same. In conclusion, my PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> but then I was like, I don't care because for me, what I like about vinyl is it's almost also like getting, like, a piece of art because it's, like, the big, you know, you have the big cover and thing. Cassettes for me is, uh... I wouldn't personally get a cassette, but I get it. I got one from a band once just because I thought it'd be cool, and then afterwards I was like, oh, I don't have my cassette player anymore, so this is nothing I can use. So what's your opinion on that? Even CDs. Would you even still buy a CD? Because now you can get anything off iTunes, Spotify, Tidal. <laughs> See, I I think I'm the wrong person to ask. I what? You might want to ask, like, JW or Pat. <laughs> You're not a big, like, big music. hipster people. <laughs> big hipster You know, I'm, music is music to me. I, I don't yeah. really care. Like, I, I get mine through means that I'm not quite proud of. <laughs> what, well, like, like, what are you listening to right now? Like, what's music that you like a lot? Well, actually, on the drive here, I was listening to a song by the Mysterious Skulls called Ghost. The Have Mysterious you heard of it? Skulls, uh-huh. It's... Oh my, because um, I do reaction videos on my channel, and one of my subscribers asked me to react to this one video. Um, it's an animated video called Ghosts by this band called Mystery Skulls. And I was blown away by its visual storytelling. I, lately, I've been very into the... Um, I love visual storytelling, where it's not like everything has to be told to you. Everything is told to you through the visual medium of film, which is what film is all about it's a right. visual medium that's why i hate films that take the time to, or that take so much time doing exposition yeah where you can explain that through like pictures or yeah. through papers you know exposition through a visual medium this isn't a stage play right. you don't have to be like and i am walking to the door right now <laughs> you know just walk to the door yeah but that's what I'm listening to right now. It's like a very indie band, very techno meets Daft Punk kind of feel. And I um, thought I I'll was probably the play. Hipster. I'll play you the song <laughs> yeah, uh, like after I leave or before I leave. And um, that's what I'm listening to right now. And I just got that off of YouTube. So, okay. but well, I've been I'm thinking about buying their CD because their songs are really good. I listen to all of them now. You should get it on the wax though. <laughs> Put that shit on wax. So what's like what's, that's your, that's gonna be your phrase now. Put that shit on wax. <laughs> what's like your type of music? Your go to? Do you have? Um, one I don't really just... have a go to. I listen to all genres besides one metal. Metal I cannot stand. Like I don't yeah. even understand why people call that music. I'm like people <laughs> screaming into my ears is not music, guys. I will say because I'm not a metal fan either, but I respect the the artistry. The, what are you Kanye West <laughs> out? Respect the artistry. Respect the artistry. I, 2020 Kanye West. Where the city I'm from, there was a there was a city nearby Vero Beach, and a lot of my friends were in metal bands. Oh, and so I would go to shows sometimes. I'm. As a musician, as a musician, I as can a speak musician, this. I can speak of this in a condescending voice like, too. Like in in playing guitar and stuff, the way they play is insane. It's so quick; they're moving so fast that I'm like, "That's talent." I don't enjoy the music myself, but you you appreciate the the effort and hard work that goes into making a song, exactly performing on stage, and that's yeah. I agree. I do agree with that. I just I'm not one for the music. Right. Um. You I listen like. This isn't me being hipster, but since I am a lover of anime, I listen to a lot of Japanese songs. Oh, very cool. So, um, that's actually the songs that I listen to the most. Besides that, it's hip-hop or pop. Nice. That's it. Do you listen um, to any Japanese rock? Like, yeah. I know there's a, the theme song for, it was like the fifth Naruto theme song, I think. 
by a band called Sambo Master. Oh, we are fighting. No, no, no. I love that one too, though. It's a. It's been so long now. I'll show it to you later, but I that got. But actually, I got. When I first got into J-pop, it was actually because of Naruto, and um, I I had all of their themes up to about theme 10. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I like a lot of, like, dude, Japanese rock bands are awesome. They are awesome. So I I have no real complaints with them, but I like a lot of their pop songs, because I'm a... I'm an optimistic, cheerful person by nature. It's in my nature to be like that. Right. So songs that are that also capture that sort of tone will always appeal to me, no matter what. So you won't be listening to, like, Coldplay? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that doesn't mean I won't listen to, like, somber music. When yeah. I feel in the mood to be like... This is just a Radiohead day. <laughs> I'm a creep. <laughs> I'm, I'm outside Anna's window. I'm a What's what the hell am I doing here? She's like, I don't know. That's and she's like, you don't belong here. <laughs> uh, That's what I was gonna uh, say. So, what do you think about um? This is our next topic. Okay, robots. Now, well, hang on. What, this, a, what hang a juxtaposition. <laughs> Let's go from talking about vinyls like robots. And I, I just wait for like you to pull out a poster with that guy with the big ear, like aliens. <laughs> and this is not the random topic. Now. Some people think they're going to take over the world one day. And in a serious way. Stephen Hawking said, and it got like viral Stephen last Hawking year. He, he said something about like uh, artificial intelligence just getting too impressive. To the point where one day it will become sentient. So do you think that's going to be... I like mean, we a make thing? a lot of movies about that. And do you think it's going to happen? Yeah. It's just the way that evolution will... Like, that's how evolution will take its course. And that doesn't bother you? No. You're like, I'll be dead by then, so fuck it. I I probably will be dead by then, but at the same time, I feel like if they do become sentient and they do their own shit and stuff, we'll go to war with them, of course, but, you know, things will kind of calm down a bit in a sense, and then we'll be, like, in the world of Futurama where we live side by side with each other. I see that happening. I don't see... Them being so oppressive on us. I mean, yeah. they might think very little of us, but they won't be oppressive of us. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. But I think, see, Stephen Hawking, he's such an intelligent man. So when he says stuff like that, I can't help but agree with You have with to him. take it seriously. Yeah, you have to take it seriously. I mean, he's not going to be, like, saying that out of nowhere. He, this is not the crazy guy in the street holding a sign. The, like, the end... The end is nine. <laughs> like that. He, he he makes a lot of valid points, and he's right. I mean, yeah. shit. The way that technology is advancing, I mean, there's like a new device out every six months. The Apple that Pencil. Just, exactly. Still I mean, don't know what it does. There's going to be the iRobot. Like, literal, <laughs> not the movie. iRobot. <laughs> They're like... We finally found a way to bring Steve Jobs back. Oh my god. I, I robot. Or I Steve. I Steve. And then he, he does the whole thing where he's like standing like, so uh, I'm here to uh, show you me. <laughs> I am the I Steve. And he's doing the presentation like. He would probably break off and start his own company. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, here's Robo Steve Wozniak. Which sounds terrible. That, I don't know. That scares me. Like. 
apocalyptic stuff in general scares me, which ties into our Would You Rather, which we're not. Well, I mean, there think yet, about it but... too. Their lifespan, because they move, because it's so rapid, their lifespan will be shorter than ours. That's true. You know, and they'll find ways to like recharge batteries and stuff like that. But the thing is that it never lasts that long, and they'll need us for a long, long time until they can be at least self-sufficient. Yeah. So we'll keep. I'm not too worried as long as we understand how. To control them, yeah. we'll be fine. Yeah. You know, if they get the upper hand, then of course we're screwed, and I'll be like, "Well, I for one welcome our new robotic overlords." <laughs> hey, man, you guys are all good with me as long as you let me review my enemies. <laughs> you guys like vinyl? <laughs> Put that on wax. Put that shit on wax. Now for a random okay, topic. Now random topic. Here we go. Peanut butter. Now peanut butter. Okay, do that, you, that's do you, are you a peanut butter fan? I don't like peanut butter and jelly. <gasps> well, I, peanut butter and jelly I don't like. I, well, I don't like peanut it. butter or jelly. Uh, I don't like them together. I don't like sex on a beach. I mean, it's just like... I was going to ask you chunky or smooth. Not in a weird way, but <laughs> when it comes to peanut butter. You didn't have to say that, Nick. You know I like it both ways. <laughs> is that my conscience? <laughs> I never was a fan of... I was never a fan of peanut butter. I remember, like, when I was a kid, my dad would give me and my brother a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I would never eat the damn thing. It just tasted weird to me. And I'm like, Dad, I can't eat this. And he, like, hits me. He's like, how dare you waste the food? I'm like, Wee! I don't want it. <laughs> Just give me the bread. Give I, me the money. I love peanut butter, but I especially love chunky peanut butter. Can you pick another random it. topic? <laughs> no, sorry. We gotta right. do, uh, that's it. I'm dealing with peanut I butter. Do, I can do another one for you. Yeah, but it'll do be, another one. I'll do the one. Okay, I'll do something similar to the one I did with one of my other guests. Which is? What do you think of dusters? Dusters? Yeah. That actually, see, that's something I could talk about. Awesome. Being a person that cleans a lot, I like dusters. Yeah. Your... Whenever I use them, I always tie like something around my face. That way, the oh, dust doesn't yeah. go into my nose. I used to get those but mask things. I'm. I like listening. I like working, like cleaning the house. I know it sounds weird, but the reason I love it is because it gives me a chance to just like jam out to music, and I me jam too. out. Like yeah. I'd be sitting there singing songs from like Book of Mormon, just be like, <laughs> you know. um... I'm trying to think of a song I could sing from Book of Mormon. I've never seen it, and I wouldn't know. I've never song. seen it either. But um, hello, I, my name is Daniel Price, and yeah. oh my goodness, the Book of Mormon. <laughs> hello, and like that, and, and you know, my roommates—they all work in the morning, afternoon, so that leaves the house to me, and then I work at night, and you know. I bring back the ladies. I'm like, hey, baby, how about you turn off the lights? You know, not just kidding. But yeah, dusters, they're good. Um, I just hate having to change them all the time. You know, I'm just like, yeah, yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, I got one from Walmart, and all I see are blue feathers around. Everywhere. Just like, why can't I just have one that does the job without adding more work to the job? A robot would do that for you. Oh, way to segue into that robot thing. Tying it back together. Tying it back together. (laughs) All right. All right, moving on. I have an advice segment. Okay, now, what is your advice segment? The way advice works... See, we went by all of these topics real fast. We were on a roll with the other things. I, I did it to make up for how long we spent on M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> hey, it is M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Whenever, whenever you can't say his name, just think Shyamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> now, the, advice, the way the advice works in this show, I try to ask advice that I think is relevant to people who either 
currently listen to this show or will eventually, I think, listen to this show. So, mm-hmm. as someone who has, like, their own channel and everything, you give out a lot of opinions. Yeah. How are you so confident in voicing your opinion? Because I know a lot of times for me... I hate disagreeing with people just out of the potential of conflict. I hate conflict. Uh, I mean, you and my... I, damn, why are we so alike, man? Seriously, <laughs> I always see why Anna became your friend. She's just like, who needs Tony now? <laughs> I got Nick. It's just a better Tony. Hey, but we're but, all friends no, now. I, I definitely agree with you in that sentiment. I'm not much of a... I'm not a very confrontational guy. Yeah. And I try to refrain from it as much as possible. And it may look like it's so easy... For me to go on my on my channel and just say what I want to say. Right. But sometimes, even in the moment of doing the review, I always second guess myself a lot. Right. Like, what if this point that I'm bringing up, people might not agree with? Or what if they feel like I left something out? Or maybe I wasn't as descriptive or I didn't explain it as well as I could have. You know, always second guessing myself about like certain things. But at the end of the day, you know... It is my opinion, and once it's up there, people know at least where I stand, and then we can have a further discussion if they feel like it, discussing certain parts of said topic. Like, you know, what happened with the M. Night Shyamalan thing? I thought I was going to be in the clear, but it turned out like people really weren't feeling it. And I was was like heartbroken and scared at the same time. Like, I hate losing subscribers over petty shit like my opinion. You know, and YouTube's always like that. It's such a heated area because everyone's so opinionated we've become a nation of opinionated buffoons oh, yeah. is i like to put it and not to say like my my subscribers are idiots but a lot of them they put comments without even watching the damn video fully yeah i was reading the comments and i realized a lot of them only point out the fact that i was getting angry at m night i'm like guys where did you stop watching the video like the video is nine minutes and three seconds yeah a video like that is not going to be shallow and um, lacking reasons behind it. Like, a lot of the things I saw was, you know, you're so shallow, I'm challenging your credibility. I'm like, if I was being shallow, all I would do is sit in this, sit in front of my computer, say, I'm not watching it because I hate Shama, M. Night Shyamalan. He's terrible. Fuck that guy. Peace the fuck out. And then that that's shallow. <laughs> I don't explain why. I don't yeah. give any reasons. I just say I hate the guy. That's it. That's a shallow reason. Yeah. In the video, I'm like... I don't want to see it because M. Night has let me down before. Yeah. I've seen his films. I've seen what he's done. And every time he always he gets there and then he falls off. Or I feel like he never apologizes for what he does. He never admits to a mistake. He feels like he's just the greatest thing in the world. He never hears opinions from his audience, from critics. He never hears criticism. And when you're in a field, if when you're in a creative field like film or TV and stuff, you need to be open to criticism. Hell, I'm open to criticism. I hear it all the time on my channel. I try to find ways to improve it by hearing the feedback of my viewers. They're the ones watching. They're the ones that are going to be coming back. They, you know, want to see improvement. Right. So So, what would you say is like the, the, what, the way you're able to just definitively be like, I'm going to give my opinion. Are you just the kind of person where you're just like, it's out there, like, fuck it? Yeah, I'm, it's out there, fuck it. You know, if they don't agree with me, they don't agree with me. That's it. I mean, if if they are a true subscriber, that's how I put it. If they are a true subscriber, If even if they disagree with me, they'll still stay subscribed because they understand. They respect not everybody. Yeah, they respect me and they understand not everybody's going to have the same opinion. Right. If you get offended 
Because I liked something you liked or you hated or I hated something that you liked and you just can't seem to deal with that. Then you weren't worth it to begin with. You want to leave because I didn't like your anime? Fine. See yeah. ya. I'll, t- I'll just keep the ones that actually want to stay. And, and want to have a discussion and stuff. And I'm not trying to say this to sound cheesy, but that <laughs> that <laughs> applies to a lot of things. Like, if you want to have an opinion on something, you know, just... Uh, what I, I always you do... You have like, to be constructive, too. I don't yeah. like it when my subscribe Or, like, when anybody comes up to me and is like, Oh, that opinion sucked, okay? Yeah. I'm like, well, why did it suck? Do you want to explain to me? What did I miss? Yeah. You know, the intellectual dumbass. Yeah. I hate those people. You have to have things to back it up. Exactly. You can't just say... Like, that's more shallow than me saying I hate... I. I hate the or I don't want to see the visit because I hate Shyamalan and I go into like all that stuff. Yeah. Like one of the like one of the comments I got was um, this is the most shallow thing I've ever seen. You're saying you don't want to see it because of MI. That's like me saying I don't want to watch any of your short films because you directed it. I'm like, you're right. That is shallow. Yeah. All you said was you didn't want to see my short films because I directed. Why? What else would stop you from seeing my short films? Was yeah. there a tone reason? Was it because it was silent? There has to be other attributing reasons or else it will be shallow. Yeah. You know, that's why all of my reviews are very long. I'm not going to deny it, but they're long because I go into detail. I'm descriptive. I explain what works, why does it work, and, you know, what they could have fixed right. if, you know, a lot of reviewers on YouTube, they're very short and to the point. They're like, yeah, the story was great. Oh, it's not blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it seems you boring to... and I feel like it's they're missing something. You need to yeah. explain... What was so great about the characters? What made them stand out so much? Right. So, so yeah, I'm rambling. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, you're good. If, when, if you have an opinion, you have to be able to back it up. Obviously, don't be a dick about. Don't it. be a dick about it. like yeah. Nick. You know, he always yeah. thinks Listen. he's correct. Listen, he's like Patrick 2.0. Vinyl's the best. <laughs> if you have a problem with that, bro, I see you. I see you like sorry, at bro. like I see you at um. Vesper, just drinking your latte with your beaknit hat, just like boom, 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 boom. Listen, this is man, great. coffee and vinyl, that's my life, you know what I'm then saying? Then you should just go to Vesper. The then. occasional e-cigarette. But how do you feel about, like, that advice you just asked me, like, dealing with opinions and everything? I'm getting to the point where it's easier for me. Doing stand-up comedy I mean, has helped, where it's just, like, Oh, yeah, you, you have to deal with audience, like, feedback immediately. Me, yeah. it takes a while. Which, my immediate reaction, I luckily haven't had... A heckler? My, yeah. My worst heckler was once when my sister saw me. Oh <laughs> but, my goodness! But as far as <gasps> that, as far as that that's goes, that's not funny. I've gotten to the point where it's like those are literally just words. Like it, that's literally all it is. They mm-hmm. can say what they want. I don't care. I'm doing something I enjoy. I'm sharing an opinion that you know I feel like should be shared, and that's it. You you get up there, someone's heckling you. He's like, okay, okay. <laughs> A guy walks into a talent agency. He tells the talent agent, I have this amazing show for you. And what is it? Uh, you know where it goes from. Yeah, I was about to say. I, I, that is a very long and dark and gross. I want to know, would you do it though? Would you pull off an aristocrat's joke? I would not, only because people who have seen my comedy i have a my style was more of that of like just how i am in real life it's conversational very harmless that would <laughs> transform everything i'd done up to that point for anyone who doesn't know that joke look it up if you if you're not it's offended the, by like it's called know. the aristocrats but it's explicit yeah. super explicit however explicit you think it's too explicit it's it's, it's so hard because like the, the 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 thing about that joke is that it gets so raunchy, so out of out of nowhere, and you're laughing at it. But then when the punchline comes, sometimes you're like, "Oh, that wasn't 
that's kind of disappointing. But I kind of like I get, how underrated it's ironic. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. ironic. But at the same time, sometimes people, especially in this generation, are yeah. fucking idiots. Like <laughs> they wouldn't get that irony. It's like, oh, the aristocrat. That's stupid. That's dumb. Like, do you get why it's called the aristocrats? Yeah. Oh my god, it's just like oh. So we're gonna move on to our would you rather. Uh, uh, that's uh, where I leave. Uh, it's been a great show. Uh, let's shake hands. Uh, hey, no, don't touch me. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> no, All right. Our would you, it's would you rather, and then we're going to play an improv game. Sweet. Let's now, do for, it. For would you rather, would you rather live in the world of The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Are you serious? That's so easy. People, what? I've gotten so many. I've, I ask this just for fun. How do you even ask me that? Game of Thrones. The Bam. Walking Dead. Game, no. Because here's the thing. You have a better chance of surviving and being happy in The Walking Dead, which says something. Uh, excuse me, really? Game of Thrones is a dark, dark, twisted world. (laughs) There's still social order in Game of Thrones. There's powers in Game of Thrones. There's fucking in Game of Thrones. The social order in it is so... The world of The Walking Dead is like scavenge and be a fucking farmer. But I would rather do that than be ruled by, like, Joffrey. Yeah, but the thing is, it's all about playing the game. Yeah, Yeah, but you gotta play it. What if you suck at the game? Well, then that's your fault. (laughs) You know, I, for one, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna be the best at the game, but I will play it... To my, you know, to my best content, and you know, I'll, I'll defy whatever. I'll be, I'll be the hound. I don't even need to play the game. I'll just destroy everybody. But the punishment for losing at that game is death. It is, but I mean, it's the same thing with Walking Dead. You know, you fuck up and you're in the woods by yourself. Yeah, but and then you become the Walking Dead. But at least and shit. Game of Thrones even has zombies. What does that show have besides but zombies? At least in the Walking Dead, how long can be part of the watch? The zombies are. I'll be the, Azura High. The zombies are the are the main threat in The Walking Dead. People have become a threat, but in Game of Thrones, people, other people, are the things that will well, kill you. To be fair, though, the biggest threat in Game of Thrones is actually the the, the zombies too. I mean, because they're building up to it. They're the main true. bad guy. Like they're the they're the end game villain, basically. They're yeah, the end game villain. But from what we've seen so far, yeah, it's the, like... the people are despicable. But to be fair. That's what life is like. People fuck other people that, over. It's just that that's it's it's a it's a it's a what's the word I'm thinking of? It's a ah oh, dope. No, 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 no. It's like it's a dope. It's a dope. satire of what real life is. It's just that it's more over the top and more fucking and more death and more violence and stuff. Yeah, but I don't. That's know. exactly what the world is. People have back deals. They betray each other. But they not try to, to not secure to that their own extent, though. Like a mayor, a mayor isn't going to come to have me. Have you? And have like you watched? Burn me alive. Have you watched um, the Wire, which is actually the Wire is my favorite show of all time. The Wire is Game of Thrones in the modern world. But they is... might not kill each other. But the thing is, there's back deals. There's back deals. But you gotta that's work a... your way up the chain, that's and a... you gotta play the game but that's correctly. A section of society, and there's still but that... some sense of it's a section. Is a yeah, but that's the same thing with Game of Thrones. There's some I... parts of decency. Ned Stark is a decent, humble man. Yeah, but... and then he lost because he wouldn't play the game. That's the problem. It's the same thing in like The Wire. There are people that refuse to play the game. What happens? They get fired, or they get demoted, and they or... go. They're dead. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just 
You I would gotta just, play the game right. Listen, I would rather Walking Dead. I will. I will be a scavenger by myself. I would be a badass in that world. No, you. You would I last totally five would. minutes. I would last. You're gonna be like, 15. I'm gonna be this badass. You're gonna trip on a piece of wood. <laughs> oh my toe! <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in Game of Thrones, you could live all. You could live all, and you could live a healthy life. And then one day get burned by a dragon. I like, would, well, at least I died in an epic way. In Game of Thrones, I would be raped, murdered, no, or you, No, you would else. not. None of those things would You happen. would not be raped. Something May, bad Maybe a happen. woman. Maybe if you were a woman. Now I feel like I'm being sexist here. The, the feminists are going to be like, excuse me, Tony? No, but you're saying within that world. In that, that world. Is an issue that... Yeah, it's an issue and stuff. You, more or less, like, I think you would put be put under, like, Slavery. That's terrible. To, it is terrible, but you can you can bounce back from it. I've seen characters in that show that started so low, yet now are like up there. You could do that in The Walking Dead too. Oh, you though. cannot. Yeah, you can. No, you, you get cannot. with a band of survivors. Shit, Tyrese was at the bottom, and then he died. I'm not even kidding. The episode that he died, I was. This is so lame. I was really sad because he was one of my favorite characters. And they kill him off. And I was in bed and I was going to sleep and I'm not even kidding. I said it out loud for some reason. I just went, Au revoir, Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm too emotionally invested in this show. In that Because he, he was always inching to become one of my top five characters. He was supposed to be the... I, isn't he supposed to be the main character of the story of Walking Dead? No, but in the comics he does have a bigger role. Uh, who's the main character? Bigger. Rick. I didn't ask for this. All of, like, even in the comics, he's the main character? Yeah. Okay, I always, because someone told me, like, it was a black guy that was the main character in the in the comics. I'm like, really? Oh, no, but Tyrese is, in the comics, Tyrese is his number two, whereas in the show, Daryl. Daryl. I mean, Daryl's so cool, though. Oh, there's somebody at the door. I'm not getting that because uh, I'm yeah, we're, the podcast. We're, they're going to shut us down as the college they're, guys. They're like, it's actually M. Night. <laughs> he's like, listen. We, we were listening to your show. How dare you? And he stabs both of us like, feel the tweet. <laughs> he says that to one of us the other one he's like I need you to clean the oven <laughs> oh you can the oven real quick for me this is our Please. oven uh, alright we're gonna it's play like, look on the rooftop <laughs> oh, there's an alien up there our our last segment is a game oh, do you do you do characters like like impressions yeah I'm I'm not I'm not a great impressionist good neither am I no uh, no you are good actually like who are we gonna like do Okay. I can do my best. You give me a character or celebrity. I give you a character or celebrity, and it's called Blink and Blink Riding Bicycles. And we, you know, we go out on top on this show. I get and it's it. just them riding bikes, and we just talk. I gotta give you a character, and you give me a character, huh? Yeah. Also, thank you. A lot of people ask me if the bike is a bike bicycle for two or just two different <laughs> bikes. You're, I think you're the first person not to ask. I, I just assume it's like two separate bikes and we're just biking. I always two. assume that too. A lot of people. A think bicycle built like, for two. I haven't seen a bicycle built for two. I've never since, seen it in real life. I've seen it in real life. That's in awesome. California, they have a bunch. Really? A lot of people bike out there and the oh, couples true. will bike and they have in the middle, there's like a baby carriage. And then the baby's like, hey, I'm so spoiled right now. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. And I watched an anime recently called um, Genkan Shoujo Nozaki-kun. And one of the funniest scenes is this girl is trying so hard to get this guy's attention. And he offers her a bike ride. And she's like, I'm going to ride. In, an, in, an, in, an, in anime, there's this cliche in romances or in romance animes where a character will be riding a bike and a character will sit behind them on this like... Um, like almost like a chair where you would put like your bags and stuff that you would take to school. And... 
there's like this whole romantic fantasy where girls like to sit at the end of the guy is like riding them to school and that's what she thought and then when he showed up at her house it was a bike for two <laughs> like biking down the street people are watching them and I'm just like this is hilarious like, this, this is, is different from what this I this is not what I expected <laughs> fuck so in that sense like, hey let's make it a bike for two Bike let's for two? Let's do it. All right. Okay, so um, I guess you, you first pick a guy from me. I will I'm give to... you... Man. Man, oh, man. Can you do Can you do a Barack Obama? My full Americans. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'm going to give you... Does you want it to be someone black or do you want me to just... Anyone. Pick... Anyone. I just... Obama's one I've been wanting guests to do, and no one wants to do it. Why? I don't know. It's like, I don't want to make fun of the president. You know what? Do Donald Trump. I don't like Wait, wait, wait. wait. How, how about, how, okay, how about, um, can you do John McCain? I can't. Ooh, ooh, what is George Bush. Now, hey, I'm George Bush. No, no, no. You, you gotta be like, Mission accomplished. Mission, mission, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. I'm George W. Bush, and I got. No, I can no, do. No. I can do a decent Clinton. Ooh, ooh. How about this? Can you do a Ronald Reagan? Do no. one for the Gipper. I. The yeah. only presidents I can do are Obama and Clinton. God damn and it. JFK. And J- JFK. JFK. Do your JFK. Will it be here? I am JFK, and I'm here today to say it to mm, all that, of you. That's actually, not bad. Actually, <laughs> wait. Hold up. Ooh. But ooh, the ooh. the last. Can you do Christopher Walken? Oh, I can, but I have a friend who does him so well that yeah, I Yeah, I was there, terrible. Brian. Yeah, Brian. Oh, yeah, your friend, sorry, Brian. Sorry, Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. Nice. Ooh, Yo, ooh, can what? you do Christopher Walken and can you do? Me. How about this? Can you do Barack? I'll do Marlon Brando. Oh, you can do Brando? Of course, I can do Brando. Ah, all right, let's uh, do it. <laughs> so, I, uh, dude, one of my favorite movies is The Godfather. I would just watch it over and over again. It's just like, well, you go to the police, and you can just come to me instead. That's a good Brando. All right, who starts? You want to start? You start. Uh, all right. So we're biking. He's like, <laughs> clean, I got clean. I, I got you on this bike, Mr. Obama, because your people have been harassing me and my <laughs> constituents about all this drugs passing through. I have nothing to do with that. Uh, listen, if you're going to live in this country and have any say in a... Uh, our practices. Bump. You have to follow. Whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry. I got an Obama bump there. You have to follow a certain certain rules. In my old country, I lived in nothing. And I rose to the top, and I don't take nothing from nobody besides my family. Whoa. I never speak outside of the family, but I want you to understand, I treat you like family. You help me out a lot. But I must make you an offer you cannot refuse. And what is that offer? Get the fuck off of my bike. Uh, your bike. This has the presidential shield uh, right on it. It's my bike now. I am now taking over as president of these United States. But it's going to be the United States of Vito Corleone. Can you at least... My son Michael will be a senator finally. Can you at least drop me off down down the street? Oh, I'll drop you off with the fishes tonight. By the way... I get... Oh, look. There's Luca Brazzi right now. Come oh. here, Luca. Oh, no. I feel like my Obama <laughs> turned into a uh, spot. No. Live on the prospect. I feel like my, my accent did go... Because I, I can't really sustain it for long. Right. I can do it for a very short time. And if I... No, if I perk it up like this and I hold, like, you know, put the con balls in my mouth, 
I could do it pretty well like this. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the best accent on the... It's the best person on the show. Now, our bar has not been set high, <laughs> but right now, you're still the top. Yeah! Uh, wait, well, let's try it. Let's try something else now. Okay, uh, let's do it. Who else can you do besides the presidents? I can do... Um, you want to do Samuel Jackson? Oh, motherfucker. No, no. You gotta be like, what's that, motherfucker? Like, what's some... that, motherfucker? Or, wait, wait. How about a comedian? Like can, can, can you do Chris Rock? What the hell? I'm Chris Rock. You're close. You're close. Maybe Dave Chappelle. What about Dave Chappelle? Want to try that? Hey, I'm Dave Chappelle. That works. I, I could do... Oh, you could do like, um, honey, what is this going on right here? He does the... the... Very opulent white the guy opulent voice. White. These niggas think yeah. they're gonna go to. They're gonna go to Bahamas. What's All right, this? I'll do Dave. You do. Do you want to do any anyone in particular? Nah, give me something. Let me see if I can try. Let's say. Can you? By the something? way, we're, we're not professional voice actors, so uh, apologies if this is cringeworthy. You can shoot yourself after the podcast is over. <laughs> can you do Seth Rogen? <laughs> That's a yes. All right, this time we're doing. You want to smoke some ganja? This time we're on rollerblades. Hey, Dave, slow down. Hey. Now remember, I'm fat. <laughs> wait, wait, weed break first. <laughs> Pass me that shit, sit. Okay. Uh, oh shit! Oh, I landed in some shit. Oh, my penis is in it now. Oh, I landed in. Some oh my shit. god. Do you mean your last three movies? Oh, you're so funny. I really like Seth Rogen. I didn't mean that. Yeah. You're just mad because you didn't get in the interview. That's all. Listen, man. I'm off. Oh, up the hill. Come on. Erase you. Oh, man. I'm really tired. Okay. No, you go without me. I have a weed break right now. How many of those things do you have, Seth? Oh, man. You should see my house. A big old, big old cannabis tree. I'm my gonna... bed. My bed, actually. is very made of cannabis. Like him. I, t- I take James Franco into that room sometime, Ooh. and we just smoke it up. I go inside him, and he comes inside me. It's just amazing. Is James Franco as nice as he seems? He's very—he's a lovely man. He, he treats me very well. He's not too hard on me at all. I'm going to cut it just because I feel uncomfortable. But that, that's how Seth Rogen jokes are, though. No, he, yours was great. My David Chappelle didn't sound like anything. I, I personally felt like I started, like, zoning. Cause David his, his, David. Well, he is David Chappelle. I guess, but... It, I'm see, again, I'm not good at sustaining. Like, when I try sustaining a voice, I can do this kind of voice a lot. It's very, like, um... Prissy, time blowing type of voice. And I did that for like rich, opulent people. It's hard to keep it up. It really is. And you gotta just put a lot of effort into it. You gotta pay close attention. Like I did an accent for, um, I did a southern black accent for a play when I was in drama. Right. And I I would always like wait for my teacher to yell at me. He's like, Tony, what happened? Your accent went out. Because I've never been good at the keeping the accents. Because he would talk like this very southern sweets man. And. He's very timid and shy, very opposite from me, and he would talk like this, this is my sweetheart darling, <laughs> and uh, we're at the funeral, I gotta get her some tampons and everything, <laughs> and stuff like that, it's just really, really hard to keep up, especially, over, like, I don't know how act, some actors do it, but... But it's a fun game, I do it every episode, Are you gonna I see? Like are you gonna see the walk with just Joseph Gordon-Levitt? The walk, what's that? The one where he plays that guy who walked across the... Um, World Trade Center on a wire. Oh, you ever see the? You ever saw the documentary called Man on a Wire? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's interesting. That. Although we know I how hate it to ends. One of those that I've heard of it. But <laughs> I and will see that. I love Justin Gordon. I love it. The the accent. 
is terrible. Really? <laughs> it's one of those, like, you can tell an actor is trying to sound like a like an actor. He's like, I'm going to cross the World Trade Center on a wire. Oh, I'm like, God. Oh, my it's goodness. It's very is that you? acting. He's like, no, we got to do this, Philip. Oh, We're going God. to do this. I'm like, oh, my God. Are you trying to do a franchise? I love you, Joseph. I would still watch it because I love him. He's like... I am going to do this with my life. I'm like, God damn it. Do you have to keep... Tra- like, hell, Christian Bale sounded more convincing in his American accent. <laughs> he has, like, a British... Like, I'm so surprised whenever I learn someone's, like, British or they're from Australia. Because you would never guess. Rick Their Grimes accent is British. so... Rick Grimes from Walking Dead. Yeah. I When I found that, I was like, God damn. His southern accent is like, we gotta get in there, Coral. <laughs> That's a pretty good Coral! <laughs> we gotta go! Get Lily now! <laughs> All right, guys, we're that, gonna cut it. What you know? Who I loved actually? Um, who was Rick's friend at the uh, Shane? You know how he always had this knack where he like, touched his head. Yeah, <laughs> like that, always touching his head. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Is are that like right? acting? Is that an acting? Kind I like, of thing? I like that touch though, like the neurotic. Like, He's just like going crazy and stuff. Go, we gotta go. <laughs> Alright, you were saying I, gonna cut. I enjoyed this episode. I had a good time. Do you have a good time? I had a terrible time. You, you just made things awkward. I mean, he Wait. has his hand on my lap right now. I'm Listen. Just like, hey, buddy, how's it going? We Mike? signed a contract before, and you said... Oh, so that's what that this. was. You yes. said that I had to sign that for ice cream. Hey, sorry. No ice cream So either. you lied to me. You pulled I wouldn't a tease. I wouldn't say... <laughs> <laughs> I'm debating... The episode title now. I like the other what one. What a twist. For, for the, what a twist. What was the other one that you wanted to name? I have to go back and look, but it was something about eating um, quiche, I think. Oh, delish quinoa delish soup. Quinoa soup. <laughs> you know where I heard that from, too? Uh, there's this guy on YouTube called Jack's Films. Right. And like he's like this um, comedic YouTuber, and he does this segment on his channel called Yesterday I Asked You. Right. And he did this one segment called White People in Four Words. And one of them put, wow, delish quinoa, Susan. <laughs> and he's like, that is probably the wise thing I've ever heard. That's perfect, though. Hey, delish quinoa, Susan, would be a perfect title. So what, uh, if people want to go to your channel, how can they find it on YouTube? Uh, you just go on YouTube and look under Black Critic Guy. One whole word, Black Critic Guy. Do you have a and Facebook it's a picture page? of me, like, standing like this with a mew on my shoulder. That's me. And I do have a Facebook. It's the same name, Black Critic Guy. You'll find me there. And uh, to all the subscribers from my channel listening, check out more of the podcast at home. Nick is a great friend, and I'm excited. I hope he'll bring me back for maybe of a course. bigger show with more people because, you know, it's awesome, you and me, but uh, I, I just need some definish in my life. <laughs> Next, you know what? I, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> She's we'll going to listen one. to this like Tony is so creepy right now. We'll have, But she loves you. We'll have one no, with Anna, Brian, me, you. Dude, it'll be you and Brian, I, it's going to be a who. Like, it'll be a The blast. two comedians and the black kid. <laughs> no, wait, wait. What's that thing we did? Um, Three black dad or something? Three black dad. We have to do three black... Three Black Dad segment. We need to do a Three Black Dad segment. Mike but was Elmendor. it was it three black ga- three black dads or was it three proud black dads? I don't remember. I think it was three black dads and we were proud of our adopted daughter. <laughs> of Anna. It's like <laughs> three black dads. <laughs> now I also wanted to plug if you guys uh, are ever interested in seeing any stand up comedy, Sunday nights at uh, eight thirty there's an open mic. Uh, I perform there. My friend Michael Almanzar performs of there. You should come. I wanna come. Sunday uh, nights? Oh, Thursday nights. Sun- <laughs> Sunday, there's an open mic. I forget what time. I'll tell you guys in the next episode. Ryan Goynian's also a hilarious comedian. You guys should go see him. So, yeah, uh, come out sometime. Watch us uh, be funny. 
And yeah, this was funny? a great episode. I had funny? a good time. You, you said funny? Fun, funny? Hey, Jude. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Take a sad song and make it better. Anything you want to leave the people with? Strategery. Good night. <laughs> hey, guys. A bit of a late addition to the podcast, but uh, I have this really awesome friend, Quinn, who makes super cool music. Uh, actually, under several monikers. The one I'm going to be playing uh, whenever you're listening to this. It's a song called Beacon by Foxhole. That's P-H-O-X-A-L. And you can check out that music specifically at foxhole-music.bandcamp.com slash releases. You can also check out his two other projects. Uh, Lavender Winter is one of them. That's soundcloud.com slash lavenderwinter. And then he also records music under Static Patterns, which is facebook.com slash staticpatternsmusic. And his stuff is really awesome. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Have an awesome one. Or two. Be awesome. Bye.